0: Hi, I'm John Byrne with Poets & Quants. Welcome to our podcast series, A Deep Dive into the Broad College of Business at Michigan State University. Today, we're speaking with Sherry Declerc, the Assistant Dean for MBA Programs and the Senior Director of Marketing and Communications at Broad. And we're going to really just take a look at the Broad MBA. What makes it different? What makes it unique? What are its strengths? And what can people expect when they go there? Hi, Sherry.
1: Hi, John. How are you today?
0: Very good. Thank you. So what is the MBA experience like? We are
1: so proud of our MBA and we've got great students, which make it all the more fun to be a part of. But really, the benefit of the program is that you have top-notch faculty and academics, and really anything that a student could want to do as a part of their MBA experience. And yet it's a small enough group that you can really stand out. Uh, everyone has an opportunity to find their own path and to lead in significant ways. So they get a great community feel and environment in a, in a really big environment.
0: Right. And, and it starts off when? And bring us through the experience a little bit, if you, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. So many of our students have been exploring their different options. They're thinking about whether or not going back to school makes sense for them. And certainly, as they talk to our team, we try to do a really good job of providing them what their opportunities are, um, what benefits they can expect from the program, and what that experience is going to be like. So, we have a huge focus on authentically helping students to see whether or not the Broad College is a good fit for them in terms of what they're looking for and the kinds of experiences experiences they want to have with their MBA.
0: And when we say intimate, what do we mean? What's the size of the entering cohort every year?
1: So we're at, we're actually been growing in the last couple of years, which is a little bit different than some of the trends I've seen, but we're still keeping it relatively small. So this year we have about 83 students coming in. We're looking at keeping the program size around that, you know, just under a hundred or around that spot, even as we move into our really exciting new building that we're launching next fall.
0: That's right. Tell us a little bit about the building.
1: The building's going to be fabulous. I had the opportunity to be on the steering committee that helped to design it, and so certainly spent a lot of time and focus thinking about what do our students need in order to be able to really thrive and get the kind of space they deserve. So we have built in a tremendous amount of collaborative space, team space, community spaces for students to get together casually, high-end technology and all of those meeting rooms. And the other thing that's awesome about it is it really is a lot of expansive glass and open spaces so that you can see the activity going on in a variety of places, actually take advantage of the beautiful riverfront that we have for the space as well. And we've also moved our corporate career management space so that it's really front and center so that that's a huge part of what our students will experience when they're in the
0: space. That sounds great. Now, I know Broad is a leader in supply chain management. Tell us why that's so, and also give us a sense of what other strengths are at the school.
1: Sure. Well, certainly, as you said, supply chain management, we've been the top school in that for many, many years, and the reason... you know, we've kind of created that industry and the faculty that we pull in here continue to be top researchers, top consultants, top people out working with companies in that space. And so we continue to innovate on the supply chain areas. And one of the things about our program that's different from others is we really have a very holistic sense of how we consider supply chain. So students get all aspects of that supply chain value chain, so to speak, when they're working through the program. But in addition to... To that, there's so much more that our students can do at Broad. So certainly we have a number of other concentrations, you know, finance, marketing, et cetera. And also we've introduced areas of interest, which allows students to really get even deeper into a variety of different things. There's nine of them. So business analytics and risk management, entrepreneurship. So many ways that students can supplement their concentrations and their primary education with more specific areas of interest that can help them to really create their own path forward.
0: And I imagine the concentration requires a greater number of elective courses than an area of interest. Is that right?
1: They do. Yep. And students will get both actually along the way. So depending on how they choose to create that path, they can either do a concentration with two areas of interest or two concentrations and one area of interest. So lots of options, again, for them to kind of pick and choose courses that are going to help move them in the direction that they want to at least start their careers in, and then also prepare them for broader opportunities down the line as their careers continue to evolve.
0: Now, one of the hottest subject areas today, uh, you just mentioned data analytics, and you have an area of interest in that uh, topic. What are you doing in data analytics now?
1: So we were one of the early schools to create a master of science and business analytics. And so this particular area of interest is going to focus on some of the core courses that are a part of that program and give students really the basics. You know, there's so much going on in big data these days. And one of the hugest issues that organizations face is having so much data and not knowing what to do with it, how to interpret it, and then how to use it and communicate it out. And so the courses for our MBAs will focus on those basic areas. Areas of business analytics, and then helping them to be able to use that information to make strategic decisions in their organization and recommendations on how they should move forward in terms of um, organizational best practices.
0: And, and one of the most innovative parts of the program is your Extreme Green Series. Sure. So tell us how that sort of integrates with the regular MBA curriculum, both core and elective.
1: Yeah. You know, the rationale behind the extreme green is just recognizing that our students really need opportunities for experiential learning. So how can we take what they're doing in the classroom, integrate that and help the students to understand how those pieces fit together and at the same time give them opportunities for real world application? And so the Extreme Greens were intended to be a deep dive where the students are taking what they've learned or what they're learning and also applying it in a real problem-solving kinds of space. Our program also really wanted to focus on the creative part about that. So we had a lot of industry feedback that says... Um, employees need to be creative problem solvers, they need to be agile, they need to be able to take reasonable risks, and they need to be able to pivot and change when new information comes in and the world changes, which is pretty regularly. So the extreme greens are placed systematically throughout the program. They evolve in terms of the skill sets that they're really having our students practice, and they allow students to pull together what they've learned in the classroom and apply it and take some risks in terms of making recommendations, getting in front of their classmates and companies, and really taking what they're doing in the classroom to a new level.
0: And do you have uh, the opportunity for a global immersion?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Our students um, this year are actually going to be going, well, I shouldn't tell you because I don't think they know yet, Um, but we're really looking at places where they can get involved in creativity, where they can understand what kind of Businesses are happening in a global marketplace, what the cultural differences are between what our kind of traditional students have been thinking about and how they can think about business more broadly so that when they go out into their careers, once they graduate, they have a, a more broad, diverse global mindset.
0: Which is a great segue into career outcomes. What kind of outcomes do your students have?
1: You know, really, John, I couldn't be prouder of the outcomes that our program and our students come together to achieve. We've been ranked number one by The Economist on the percent of salary increase from their pre-MBA salary. We have an extraordinarily short payback on their investment. And I think what's most important to me is that when we talk to our employers, they really come to us at Broad because our students are able to really have an impact on day one. So as a result of the learning and the knowledge in the classroom, these experiential pieces that we put along the way and their opportunities to really lead in a variety of co-curricular kinds of activities, they're able to roll up their sleeves and really get things done from the very beginning. And that really pays off for the companies, which then also helps our students to have great outcomes.
0: And I would assume, in terms of just careers, you have the usual diversity of consultants, finance, technology. Are some more popular than others?
1: Well, certainly our students often gravitate to big names that they're very familiar with. And and so as, as you can imagine, some of the big consulting companies, a lot of the consumer product groups, a lot of the technology companies are all doing a great job of recruiting our MBA students here. But in addition to that, we have some really smaller organizations that have less of a big brand name that provide tremendous opportunities for students. So those companies who are making components to bigger parts and pieces have been really strong strong supporters of our program for a long time. And we we love to have them get the results that they need as well.
0: What company is your number one employer?
1: It varies a little bit over time, but I can say that some of the consistent top providers, certainly the auto industry is always very strong here. But Whirlpool, we've done a lot with Amazon and with Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson, some of the oil and gas companies. And Dow, Amway, you know, just really a variety of different companies are coming here looking for the top talent that we produce.
0: That's terrific. So if someone were to apply for your full-time MBA program, what advice do you have for them, Sherry?
1: Really, the, the biggest advice I have is that they really should be authentic. There's certainly a lot of programs out there. Many of them are good. I don't personally believe that there's as very many that provide the breadth and depth of experience that we have with the return on investment that we can provide. But certainly there's you know lots of different programs and people need to look at where they're going to feel comfortable, where they're going to be able to thrive, and where they're going to get the experience that they're looking for.
0: Great advice. Sherry, thank you.
1: Sure. Always a pleasure, John.
0: And a pleasure for me as well. All right. So there we have it. uh, Our own deep dive into the Broad MBA with Sherry DeClercq, the Assistant Dean for MBA programs. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Thanks for listening.